Thousand Watkins Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. Previewing the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's read that injury report again, Chris, because a couple questionables that we hope that we hope that swing the right direction, but not quite sure yet. Yeah, so for tonight's game, uh, really only one new injury, I guess you could say, uh, to report on, and that's just Keon Ellis uh, is going to be out tonight with an ankle sprain. We saw him uh, hurt that in the Dallas game. Uh, the Kings gave an update mid-game saying that Keon was eligible or available for a return. Uh, he did not return, and we saw Davion minutes get minutes. Uh, Davion minute. Davion Mitchell get himself some minutes Mm -hmm. in that fourth quarter. So uh, Keon will be out tonight. Trey Lyles remains out, as does Alex Len. Uh, And then Kevin Herter is questionable with that finger sprain. Uh, And as is Sasha Vazenkov with left thumb soreness. He is also questionable tonight. So, man, should be interesting. Yeah, definitely going to be a test of the Kings depth if all of those guys can't go tonight. Yeah. And six and oh was not on the line. But you start thinking about it when you get off to the hot start that the Kings did on this road trip. But when you put things in perspective, long season, Mm -hmm. It's not worth it, right? No. You've already yeah. won three. You got to play the Pelicans again. You still have to play the Timberwolves. So, same way we felt about De'Aaron Fox, I feel yeah. about all these guys, really. If if they're not right, do not force anything right if now. If there's any positive, it's the Kevin Herter and Sasha injuries. Both are fingers. Like, it's right. finger sprain, and then with Sasha, it's left thumb. Not saying those aren't injuries that you know have some pain involved mm-hmm. in it but you know it's not a knee it's not an ankle it's not something that oh you know he, he watch out if he plays through it he might react you know you might jam your finger again which wouldn't be great but ultimately like that's not going to completely tank your season or change the way you're going to play mm-hmm. because your finger is hurt you know and that's also right. something where you know Kevin didn't play yesterday because of his finger there's a possibility, you know, it's it's a more likely than if it were a knee or an ankle that he would be able to go on the second night of a back-to-back. So, who knows? Questionable definitely is not out. It's not doubtful. So, right. uh, I, will, I guess we'll we'll see closer to game time. And, of course, Kevin Herter getting that night off yesterday, right. last last night. Mm-hmm. Didn't play. King's still able to get the W. So Kind of a sneaky storyline to, to, to throw into that win as well. You know, Kings were able to pretty handily win that game. Deer and Fox didn't play the entire fourth quarter. Mm. Didn't have Kevin Herter. Yeah. Again, the you know, hottest shooter, the hottest, the hottest shooter. score on the Come team. Come on. And and just didn't miss a beat. Like, King's still just under 130. Like, probably could have eclipsed easily if if, uh, if De'Aaron plays in that fourth quarter, if there was anything worth it. I think that's kind of sneakily a really, really massive win that, you know, I, I don't know. It might get forgotten with time. It might get forgotten by tomorrow because it's just in the middle of this road trip. But, Looking back, like that's a really quality win, especially considering where this team was just a week before that game. Well, or, then we have know. to have the conversation. We keep doing this after every one of them, <laughs> it feels like. But is this now the best win of the season? Oh, that's interesting. I still am kind of partial to one of those OKC or Cleveland wins just mm-hmm. because it felt like those felt more improbable right. just with where the team was at. But Pound for pound, like again, you throw Herder not being in there, you throw in the the performance that they that they had in the middle of a road trip. It's it's in contention, much like Brock Purdy for MVP. I don't know okay. if it's the one, but yeah. like it's it it belongs in the chat for right. sure. It has to be. And 
you come out, and I know the Pelicans are, you know, you get Zion back. They're in a position to do it again. I mean, if, yeah. hopefully we just keep having this conversation, and it's <laughs> a, a good debate to have. By the way, Malik Monk, I think, is this against this is against the Spurs, or was this last night, the Malik Monk dunk? Was that last night? Uh, that was against the Spurs. No, that was against the Spurs. That was against the Spurs. The throwdown on Zach Collins, where he dunked on three people. Yeah, that I was, have sound, that was so let me play that. Uh, there could sound. Sh- shocker, ladies and gentlemen. There was multiple Malik Monk. He went for the hammer and he gets it over the outstretched arms of the defender. I thought it was going to be blocked, but he somehow powered it down. I remember that brought the everybody on the Kings bench to their feet. 88-82. Of course, in that call, right. he does not mention a player, doesn't <laughs> mention teams or anything. It was San Antonio. It was San Antonio. I remember yeah. the end season. He, yeah, he dunked all over Zach Collins. He didn't want any of it. And and Malik Monk just continues to be in a race by himself Man. for dunk of the year. You see why De'Aaron and, and Keegan didn't involve him in that conversation. You know, they were just – it was an A and B conversation, and they were like, you know, you can, as of course, see your see your way out of see it. See your way out of they it. They were like, Malik, like, we know. We we know you're built like that. We know you can have the dunk right, of the year. Right. You're this not, wasn't about you. No. Like, so I have <laughs> – so I have this is what we were talking about when I was in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I would have to go back to PA if this hits. So I've talked to you about my future yes. pick. Yeah, right? you're Malik Monk six Listen man of to the this. Year. Okay. Listen to this. Okay. Malik Monk, six man of the year. Yep. And I have on a parlay, Malik oh, Monk, six man of the year. Because it wasn't I mean, it was decent odds already. Sure. So Malik Monk, six man of the year. Jonathan Kaminga, most improved player, five dollars okay. to win three grand. <laughs> if both of those hit, that's not a bad one. It's not. It's not bad. It's just the Kaminga one is kind of letting you down a little bit. <laughs> if we're talking like winning the most improved player of the year, mm-hmm. you got to kind of that's that's a you have to kind of significantly be head and shoulders like the the most changed player and I'm not saying he's not you know he's not in a good situation for it I think uh as the Warriors are in this what are they now six game losing streak Mm -hmm. they're going to be looking to switch things up but uh you know it's 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 not looking great I have another one you want to hear it sure Keegan Murray most improved player okay Jason Tatum MVP now that one's got a decent two dollars to win a grand that's great. That's fantastic. Especially ROI. I, was just in the I mean, that's just great. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. I don't think Keegan. I mean, I I, I think high end Keegan. Like mm-hmm. if Keegan starts to, you know, if the shots start falling, there's definitely a. That, that's a really good chance too. Yeah, and that's a really good chance. I wasn't going to say this one, but I have to. Keegan Murray, most improved player, uh-huh. and then I have Steph MVP. Okay, well that's not four dollars to it. win that's, three grand. Yeah, no, you can kiss that four dollars. <laughs> that, that four, you're never seeing that four dollars ever again. I got some good ones though. No, no, no those are all really. If Kaminga can pick it yeah. up, you got at least like half of it done, which is yeah, quite literally half the battle. Like yes, you, you just yes. gotta kind of Kaminga can put, pick it up. Yep. Keegan, we got opportunities. Yeah, you got you you yeah. You're giving yourself a chance, which is you know when you're putting for for you know yeah just in golf right you got to get it to the hole you know, get it to you're not going to make putt, it you can't leave it short yeah you can't leave it short you, you, you cannot you got to at least give yourself a chance no as You've we get back to the New Orleans Pelicans and 
where they're at in terms of offensive and defensive rating. Nothing that's going to blow your mind. They are 21st in offensive rating, 19th in defensive rating. I mean, none right home about there. Yeah, no, nothing at all. And that's about right when you watch them as a team. They're Mm -hmm. kind of a team. You don't even really have to watch them. Just think about how they're constructed. It's kind of clunky. doesn't mm-hmm. really make a lot of sense. The pieces right. don't really all come together. Like Brandon Ingram and and, and uh, Zion, when they play together, kind of have this weird back and forth of, you know, we're both really good players, but we also don't play enough together mm-hmm. to really have any, like, two-man game or any right. sort of his turn. It feels a lot of his turn, my turn with yeah. them. And so Zion playing, of course, it helps talent-wise, but – in terms of does it make you like an actual scarier team? Mm-hmm. I don't think so because New Orleans just hasn't been able to build a system around either one of those guys because both of them, mainly Zion, isn't out there to really build and and feel a level of continuity of the mm-hmm. offense. So, you know, if Zion is playing tonight, I kind of think it's, it's, of course, bad for the Kings, but in a weird way, if the Kings are playing as well as they're playing right now, especially defensively, I kind of think you could slow down a team really, really well if they don't know what they're trying to go out there and do. I think the Kings, I can't believe I'm saying this, are playing good enough defense Mm -hmm. to where if you don't have a a plan of attack, I don't think you can just go out there, roll the balls out, and, you know, run – run through ISOs through your best players, kind of like what the Mavericks just did. I don't think that's going to work against the Kings this year. No, I don't think it is. I almost don't even believe it. I just can't believe I can say it and have it actually be a thing that's credible. Now, (laughs) defensively, Keegan is turning into that another overused sports media word. That Swiss Army knife, Ooh, right? That's a good one. That's a good that's one. one. Got to have a ce- if you yep. want a ceiling, got to yep. be a Swiss Army knife, yep. and that fits your narrative. Yep. So Keegan Murray, and we'll talk about containing Zion when we get back. Who all we will see on Zion? Also Brandon Ingram. So defensively, how would you approach that? When yeah. we get back, we will talk about containing Zion Williamson because he's playing. Surprise, surprise. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Getting ready for the Pelicans and Zion Williamson. And we talked about Brock Purdy in the MVP conversation. De'Aaron Fox, we starting to... Mm-hmm. Well, because on the last last week's NBA.com, the MVP yep. ladder, Sabonis was ninth. and Tenth. Obvi- yeah. tenth. And obviously, De'Aaron has missed some time, but the numbers are out of control right now. So I don't think it's crazy to say De'Aaron should be in the conversation, too. I would just say that there are a bunch of players in the conversation right now. You could throw, yeah, that guy in Indiana. You could throw Halliburton in that conversation, too. You could throw all these guys into the conversation so we can have it, right? But it's going to continue to boil down. And there's an argument for a ton of guys right now. But yeah, in that ton of guys... Should De'Aaron be in that conversation? Yeah, but I would also say, you wouldn't you have to put Sabonis in that conversation too? Yes, absolutely. I mean, they're both playing out of their mind. And, you know, again, if we're talking the the exact letter of the law of value, for sure, I think uh, I think Sabonis definitely belongs in there, and so does De'Aaron as well. But I, I just think that the play that De'Aaron has had, especially recently, he I believe he doesn't have enough games qualified, but he's leading the NBA in points per game right now. There's clearly a clear shift in the Kings looking how they looked with De'Aaron versus how they looked without him. And then since he's returned to me, he's got to be, 
you know, top five of the MVP discussion. But, of course, it's it's way too early, early in the season to declare anything. But uh, just in terms of his play right now and in terms of how it stacks up with everybody else in the league, he's he's right up there tick for tack, pound for pound with just about everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the three-pointers. Yeah. Every time, just by the way, every time De'Aaron takes a transition three – and I'm sitting next to Chris Watkins while <laughs> while watching the game. I can feel I, I can so feel the the anger from he, Chris, and then it goes in. He took one yesterday on a fast break, like the most true <laughs> transition three I've ever seen De'Aaron take. Yeah, bricked it, and of course it was like it was right when he was on fire too. I think he had just right, he had hit two in a row. I think he right, had three, three in a row. In a row. Yeah, yeah, and then he gets a fast break. Easy. I mean, it's De'Aaron freaking Fox. He could have yeah. taken it to the rim and laid it no, in, not no, even no. thought twice he twice about it. He checked it, and I was actually okay with that one, but uh, more okay than any of the other ones previously. <laughs> but even that one, I was like, this guy just can't get it out of his system. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll gladly take it if it means this dude's going to – he's shooting 41% right now on threes. But you, I still, never, you still don't, I you still never, don't enjoy no, it. No, right now, let him fly. I've yeah. never seen De'Aaron shoot this well from three ever, ever in his entire career. I've never seen him look this good from the perimeter. He looks comfortable. The Kings are a well-oiled machine right now, and they're going up against one Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram and containing them – will be a tall task, but the Kings defensively have looked better and better each game. The number of Mm -hmm. deflections, they just had 20 steals a couple games ago. Who do you expect to see on Zion the most? That's a tough one. I would guess Harrison just because the physicality. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels like Brandon Ingram's a little bit more of the mold of the guys they've had. Keegan guard, Mm -hmm. the – and even yesterday, the Kings uh, put Harrison on Luka more times than anybody right. else. So, you know, Zion is <laughs> – I can hear I can hear Christopher Lodd in my – he's not even in the building, but I can hear him talking. Of, I was going to say Zion and Luka are around the same size. I can hear some size joke about, about Luka in my head right now. But, <laughs> you know, it makes sense to kind of put Harrison – Keegan's still young. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's 20, whatever, 24 years old. Right. Harrison's a 30-year-old man who should have, you know, some grown man strength. That should lend itself a little bit better on a guy like Zion who has no intention of taking any shots outside the perimeter. That dude is solely paint-based, and he's going to try and – in order to get that, he almost has to, like, running back his way into the paint. Mm-hmm. I think Harrison's just a little bit better suited to guard Zion. So I would imagine they're probably going to throw a lot of Harrison and maybe, like, Duarte on him just because Duarte's really physical Good at the point of attack. Chris Duarte. Yeah. I would say – Probably Good. his best game. Yeah, I would say his best yeah. game of the season. He was wasn't able to a start, high bar, you know? per se, but he he came in and he didn't look scared. He yeah. looked like he – and that's one thing I will say about Coach Mike Brown. He has his guys ready. Mm-hmm. And that competition factor of wanting minutes, nobody is sure. coming in scared. Mm-hmm. Everybody is coming in expecting hungry. to do well and yeah. hungry. And yeah. Chris Duarte looked hungry. He looked like he wanted, he wanted some action. And same with Davion Mitchell when he came in and put the clampers <laughs> on Kyrie yeah. Irving, right? Yeah. It's just how Mike Brown's been teaching him. Yeah. No, and I would suspect that Davion's going to come in with that same energy today. I don't know if Duarte's going to remain in the starting lineup with – hurt or questionable but I think Duarte got the benefit and I talked about it yesterday on the live stream after the game I think Duarte benefited a lot from being in the starting lineup I think you know a lot of the times we we as talking media heads Mm -hmm. like to say you know throw the cliche of it doesn't matter who starts at two finishes but I think 
Yesterday was a great example of why, for some people, it kind of does matter who starts mm-hmm. because when you're thrown in there off the bench, you have to be in like a spark plug. You have to come in, yeah. be ready to go immediately because you might check in very first possession, you get a wide open three. You have to be ready to hit mm-hmm. that. I think with Duarte, what we saw yesterday was he was able to play, get in the starting lineup, play for like three to four minutes before he ended up getting his first shot off. And, you know, when when that happens, you can get a rhythm, you can ease your nerves, ease, ease any adrenaline that's going on. You have some time to settle into the game before you actually start to impact it. And so I think that really helped him yesterday, just kind of get into a rhythm, get into a flow of the game where, you know, yeah, last year he really struggled at Indiana, but he also came off the bench for a large part of it as well. I think that plays a big role for some guys who just aren't used to everything that comes with coming off the bench, whether it be the the physical side of, again, yeah, being ready to take that shot first possession, but also mental side. Like some people have a barrier of like, oh man, okay, like I'm coming in, you're going to come in slow. And I, I think Duarte really benefited a lot from starting. So who knows if Kevin can't go tonight, but to your point as well with Mike Brown, it's another guy that Mike Brown can trust to insert into that starting lineup if Harrison has to miss a game if Kevin Herter has to miss Mm -hmm. another game if Keegan has to miss a game he doesn't have to worry about oh like should I go to should I go to Kessler Edwards should I go to you know is Colby Jones ready well you know you've already seen Chris Duarte step in and excel in that position so I think that's another really sign when it comes to just Mike Brown getting a good feel for his roster. He doesn't have to really think, okay, this guy's out of the starting lineup. How do we patchwork this to kind of keep what we do right? And I think Duarte is just a guy that you can throw in there and feel good about. Yeah, just keeping everything afloat. I think he looked good. I think that he looked aggressive. And honestly, no, I don't know if a ref will ever admit this to you, but I wouldn't be surprised if deep down refs – call the game a little bit differently when you're a starter than when you come off the bench, right? I mean, you come off, Duarte is a physical guy because you don't have that opportunity to set the tone. Exactly. So you're coming in and you're handsy. He's like, whoa. Right, and the game hasn't been handsy, right? Now Duarte, a couple games ago, he blinked and he had three (laughs) fouls in like a minute and a half. Right. So when you're able to say, hey, this is how I play and you're going to have to call a lot of fouls if, 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 you know, you you want me to stop here. You get to set the tone when you come in. 916-339-1140. Let's go out to JR, who wants to talk about the Kings. What's up, JR? You're on Styles and Watkins. What's up, guys? How are you? Good. Great. What Great. you got for us? Well, you know, the Kings are playing so well. We got, the, you know, the, the winning streak going on. I do like your talk about guys coming in. We got very strong bench support. But even with the uh, the Kings playing so well, my, my only question is, why do the Vikings suck so bad? Okay. I hate this guy so much. <laughs> Who keeps letting this guy oh, on air? My gosh. Oh, he got you. JR, I, I, I should have seen it coming. He did the same thing like two weeks ago. Wow. Dude, I and he bounced. He just like. He just bounced. That's all he's uh, here for. He okay. just wants I'm learning. Steve to get upset. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your I'm fault. Sorry. It's not your fault because JR is a veteran caller. He knows how to get through. Wow. He's like, hey, yeah, I got some I got some takes on Mike Brown and his rotations. Can you put me through? Simone, nice right? enough. She's like, wow, that sounds like a great spot of conversation. <laughs> totally. Let me wire this guy through yep. instantly. Let me go in your guy. Hey, guys, got a great call from right. JR coming up. We're it's like, be awesome. awesome, JR fantastic anytime on the show and then he does that come on he played you he played me he played, he played me like you. a fiddle man yeah because i was all in i'm like okay jr what you got for us and then last question 
<laughs> I wish I knew the answer, Jr. I really did. I yeah. really do. I wish I had an answer for you, but they just they just do. They just they can't they can't have nice things. You had a nice run, and uh, you know they're exciting games. You just gotta you know, your expectations. You just gotta put them back where they need to be. All right, and you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine, Jr. Jr. Come you're on, king. man. You're king. That I was guess, great. Happy I, Thanksgiving. I, you know, I can't I can't hate on it. That was great. That was great. I gotta got get to a break. When we get back, why do teams seem to just be, quote-unquote, off against the Kings? And speaking of off nights, we will discuss Davion Mitchell's nickname. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Again, I got to get going because I got to I gotta watch. I got to watch my guy, Josh Dobbs. Uh, yeah, they're about to score again. So, oh, and, and the Vikings bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. We mm. gotta leave, leave Chris alone. Mm. Leave, leave mm. my guy. Leave my partner alone. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, <sighs> taking you up to 2 p.m. A lot of conversation going on in the YouTube chat. Shout out to our YouTubers. If you've called in, thank you for your calls. If you texted it, thank you for your text. A lot of conversation in the YouTube chat about Trey Lyles, oh. and they gave an update. A lot of people are saying, "Are we just not going to see Trey Lyles this season?" We got an update. Did we? We got an update last week. Yeah. And the update was, you know, he's working through some things. I mean, really, and, you know, we have different guys. We'll have our, our Kings roundtable on Wednesday with Frankie and Brendan, but the answer is nobody really knows, nope. unfortunately. Yeah, definitely, unfortunately. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, from from what we know is it's a calf injury. We know, uh, we know he's been conditioning these past – couple weeks frankly I mean yeah the first time we saw Trey Lyles working out um, was about two to three weeks ago he was he was getting in like a post-practice it looked like a a conditioning session and then uh, we also saw Brennan and Frankie posted uh, Trey Lyles working out hard uh, on November 14th right before they left for the road trip and uh, we really haven't gotten much of an update since especially not in terms of like an actual return date so Still kind of just up in the air, and from what we understand, Trey is in reconditioning right now. I don't know what that means, but I don't know if that means he's close. I don't know if that means like by the end of the road trip. I don't know if it means circle that Tuesday game back from the road trip against the Warriors. I, I think we're just we're all in a state of uh, confusion and unknowingness with Trey Lyles right now. Yeah, and look, it's better. To be honest, obviously you want to know about it, I do. but it's it's better to be in this situation and be on a winning streak. Sure. Right? I mean, yeah, would the Kings like to have Trey Lyles? I'm sure they would. Right. But they're winning basketball games right. without him. Not Absolutely. to say that they don't need him or not to say that they wouldn't welcome his return, but it is I think as a as a fan base it is a little funny to me to be so worried about it when your team is rolling. I think it's more just like and I've thought of this from a lot of different perspectives, but I just kind of more so from our perspective as well, like from the we talk about this team every day perspective, I think of it more as can we get the date so that we can, when we talk about this team, we have a better idea of what the future looks like. Like if we can say, look, the Kings are – 3 and 0 right now on this road trip setting up for 4 and 2 at worst or whatever and they have Trey Lyles coming back at the end of it like right. that changes as well how we can talk about this team our level of expectations for this team and we can have discussions about what does Trey Lyles mean for 
I just I I would like to know. I would like to have some sort, even if it's not a completely accurate, you know, range of when he's going to come back. Just anything of how it's going would be nice to know. That's just where I fall. I hear, and that's you. that's that's the nice way of how I will put this situation. I hear you. I hear you. I can't I, wait. I can't wait for Trey Lyles to come back. As someone who was, uh, I feel like I was one of Trey's mm-hmm. biggest supporters last Trey year. Bates. I cannot wait to see because it, it's it's great. It's great that the Kings are playing right now, but it. I mean, their their main addition from this offseason, the first guy they took care of business with this offseason was bringing back Trey Lyles. That tells me that they had real goals and aspirations for Trey Lyles this season, and we just don't know what it is. It was a question heading into the season, like, was Sasha coming here? Was he playing over Sasha? Was he going to be the team's backup center plan? We still don't have any of those answers. We don't know how involved Trey is going to be when he returns. We just assume he's going to be involved, especially when they pay him. I think they paid him 7 or $8 million this offseason, like, that's not a guy that you're just going to put on the bench and say, uh, you know, no. we'll, we'll wait and see where he can make impact. No, they, they definitely, it's going to show at some point, or maybe it will, I don't know, right? Hopefully it doesn't, and the Kings just keep winning basketball <laughs> games. The, Cav, the Cavs are tough because we know that's how it started with Kevin Durant, and it led to an Achilles. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's... I thought you meant like the Cleveland Cavs. No, so well, I was the, like, yeah, not, not that night. Not tough, that night. Tough opponent. Not yeah. not when the not when they went up against the Kings. Calf the Kings, muscle. Yes, gotcha. The Cavs with the two. Yes. Right. Cavs in general. Yes. Yes. Cavs. <laughs> gotcha. Cavs in general. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. No. I mean, that's what the Kings <laughs> keep telling us is that Cavs are tricky, and like you said, they're attached to the Achilles, mm-hmm. and so you know you don't you don't want to rush it back and then end up hurting something else. Which, of course, at, the most important thing is Trey is 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 healthy that that would definitely that's that's first and foremost what I want to see from him coming back is him being healthy but uh nonetheless I just I would like to know when it is that we can expect Trey to come back because I think that that's when this team is fully at their full potential and uh, we can really see truly how good this team uh is gonna be yeah they're rolling right now let's get to the phone lines 916-339-1140 and talk to Willie wants to be a part of the conversation what's up willie you're on styles and watkins hey y'all know y'all my boys man you know you know we, we get down good Uh-oh. i hear Uh-oh. a butt there's a butt coming <laughs> but we 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 got nobody can kick it back up with zion man let's <laughs> yeah. just be honest and that's why everybody's asking about asking about my man uh that's hurt you know we ain't heard nothing about it. what's his name Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles. Lyles. yeah because a bang with him, Lyles ain't gonna back down. Yeah, but I ain't never seen, I ain't never seen HB get somebody a hard foul or anything like that. A body know what to do. We need a physical presence, yeah. and we don't have that. Just for guys like Zion, I mean, he, he just he's a beast. Yeah, he's a beast, man. He's a beast, and we have nobody on the roster. You talking about somebody brought up the little guard? What's his name? Who? Uh, uh, what's Keegan? the little guard we Duarte? got? No, the guard we got from uh, Indiana. Yeah, Duarte. Duarte. Man, come on. Don't <laughs> you, you, you embarrassing yourself, man. <laughs> you got to put somebody on him, Willie. No, but Zion going to post up anybody to guard him. He going to back him up. He going to post up. He going to dunk on him. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> Duarte. Come on, man. Well, hey, Willie, who are you going to put on him? You got to put no, somebody. You gotta, no, no, you got to use HB, but I'm just saying we got to have a physical we got to have a physical presence on that team. <laughs> we don't have it. 
Yeah. We don't yeah. have it. We don't have it. So, you know, I mean, that's why p- people are saying, well, where's Lyles? Man, where's Lyles? Because we know at least Lyles, he'll use all five of his six of his files on the dude, man. You know, yeah. he, but, but HB too finesse. He too finesse, man. He, you know, I mean, I like HB, but HB, man, he finally got four rebounds last night. He finally got the rebounds. <laughs> Come on, Willie. <laughs> Willie's keeping no, track. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I like HB, man. I like HB. But, you know, we, we, we got to stop somebody else from scoring a lot of points tonight. Zion gonna get his man. I mean, we had nobody to stop. Yeah, you know. Thanks for the call, Willie. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Good stuff, Willie. Look, you're not wrong, but you know, and like we said, (laughs) the problem is Zion getting on the court. It's not a Sacramento thing. No, it's not a case much like Wemby. Yeah, it's right. like when when Zion is on the court, he balls out. Yeah, right. He balls out. He just hasn't been on the court that much. And and to that point, to Willie's point, you just can't have multiple guys going off. So that's why I'm looking at you, Keegan Murray, to put the clamps on Brandon Ingram tonight. And at least if Zion, what if Zion wants to score thirty and do his thing, that's fine. But as long as you can limit Brandon Ingram, and to your point, Chris, a lot of the back and forth, they just don't have that simpatico yet. They have not played <laughs> enough together. But if if you can throw multiple bodies on Brandon Ingram and kind of hold it to be in the Zion show, you can find a way to squeak out of there with a W. We do have news. I don't know that I would call it breaking, but we do have news. De'Aaron Fox earns his first Western Conference Player of the Week award of the season. 32.3 points per game, a 52.3 field goal percentage, 44.4% from three-ball land just for Chris Watkins. Talk to me nice. Averaging 6.3 av- assists a game. So shout-out to De'Aaron Come Fox. On. Come on, De'Aaron Fox. He's like a boss. He is a boss. You know, yeah, this team has looked completely different since he uh, since he re-entered into the lineup. MVP. Not a coincidence MVP. that they haven't lost. Like, it's it's been, it's been easy for him personally, too. It's not even like... You know, it hasn't felt like, oh, my gosh, De'Aaron Fox is just having to take over this game because there's no nowhere else for the Kings to go. It's been light. It's just been in the flow of offense, and yeah. he just keeps it keeps attacking, too. And, yeah, again, didn't even play in the fourth quarter yesterday. Right. Come on. Against Luka and Kyrie. Is and right now, here's a question. Right now, if somebody were to ask you who's a better point guard, Kyrie or De'Aaron Fox, what do you think most people would say? Um, I think most people would say Kyrie, to your point. To Who point. is a better point guard right yeah. now? Uh, in my opinion, yeah. I think De'Aaron right now is like top three. Top three or top five. Top five at worst. Yeah. Playing basketball right now. Yeah. 100%. Like, it's you have to put Steph in up mm-hmm. there because, I mean, he's still producing. Um but I mean, realistically, besides that, like if you want to put Luca, if you want to put Luca at point guard, he's in the conversation. Um, but there's, re- I mean, Tyrese Halliburton for sure. If you want to have that conversation, but I think what Dearn's done, and then you you tie in team success, and again, just how the team looked without him versus how they look with him. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think he's got to be top three, top three point guards right now. I I truly do believe that. I yeah. don't think that's. That's Homer. Albert, like, his name will get thrown around. The dude is is again, he's leading the NBA in points per game right now. It doesn't doesn't have enough quite enough games to qualify when you look on, you know, the the NBA.coms of the world, but he's averaging just under 32 a game. 
that's that's absolutely ridiculous. Again, and it hasn't even been the Kings don't run a system like every other team, like Dallas, where it's Luca and Luca only, or Philadelphia, where it's give it to Joel Embiid and have everything else run around him. The Kings are very much a a free system where Kevin Herter can have twenty eight, Sabonis can have twenty eight, and Fox can also have twenty eight and have that just be how the game dictates itself. Sometimes Fox gets 43 and, you know, whatever. I just think the fact that he isn't so solely the center of the Kings offense and he still puts up those numbers, to me, if you're watching the games, Mm -hmm. that speaks even more to how crazy what he does is because it's not even like it's being forfeit like everybody else. Yeah. Styles and Watkins got to get to a break. When we get back, we will see where Sabonis and Fox stack up as far as best duos, and we will talk about off night's nickname. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. And I've teased this enough, so let's just get right into it. Earlier on in the show, we had a texter hop in from the 916. They say, can I suggest that we retract Davion Mitchell's nickname? I'm a huge fan of Davion and his defense, but dang, he's the only one with the off night. Nick from the no. Gotta be Fresno. I'd guess so. Um, what do you think? I mean, Off Night is kind of a funny nickname. I've never been a fan of the Off Night nickname, and uh, my my it just doesn't really roll off the tongue. And I don't know. I got I got killed for saying this, but it still makes a lot of sense to me. It's just not something that you could like call somebody and have it make sense. Like to me, a nickname has to be like something you can actually call somebody and have it not sound weird. And just What's calling up, Off Night. Yes, that just doesn't sound right to me. It doesn't sound like an actual name. Like Nick, nickname right. has to as, involve like something you can be called. Yeah, and, and to me, and it's as not far as really... like the shooting aspect, trying trying to become a better shooter, and your nickname is off, off night. It just lends itself to a lot of memes. Why just name it Brickhouse? And it's also like it's kind of like what I said with the. <laughs> With the snipe, with What's the swiper nickname, no, where it's, it's like brick house be, because I make I, people brick. Yeah, no, it's because you yourself are bricking. <laughs> but it's like this the swipe of the fox nickname, where it's like, yeah, like he he does he does steal and like yeah yeah Davion sometimes gives people off nights, but it's not like it's completely. It's not like yeah. you know Steph Curry shooting thirty percent now when Davion's right. on him. So you know I don't love him. I I. I like the nickname itself, but I just I don't really love it. And in terms of like, oh, I think that that's like, you know, Magic Johnson or you know, no. Doctor J or something like that. No, well, and it's funny when you have a kid, right? You you have to pay attention to, I guess, acronyms of your name, yes, right? Yeah. And and. Everything about your last name, your first name of your kid to make sure that they can't get bullied or anything <laughs> like that. You don't want to put them in a bad Some situation. Some people don't care, unfortunately. So my my last name is Styles and right. my first name is Alan, right. right? And my middle name is Antonio. So my initials are AAS. Gotcha. Real close. Could have been close. Yeah. My middle name was Steven. Steven right. we got, you got problems. But yeah. my parents said, oh, we got to think this through yes. here. And I don't know that whoever gave Davion that nickname really thought it through. Right. Because it's just too easy to, to make flip. fun of. Right. 
Yes, it's way easy to flip on its head and say, oh, looks like you actually had the off night. Off <laughs> night for three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Way off. Yeah, way off <laughs> night. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I've I've never been. What what did somebody suggest? Is there, my There's problem no is you have to give a counter. You can't just say, no, I hate it. Terrible. There no, should be well, no I mean, 916 is saying to retract it. Just call him by just his, retract it. his yeah. government name. I think that's fine. I think I personally think that's fine. I mean, I was night for three. I hate to say it, but I was looking at uh, the Kings numbers when it comes to opponents field goal percentages against and uh, Davion Mitchell is leading the Kings still in opponents field goal percentage. So uh, that's that's, you know. It's it just again kind of one of those things where it just call him kind of doesn't really fit. Yeah, we can we can just call him Davion. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Call him seatbelt because he's got him strapped up. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Get rid of that. Dump that. I, yeah. Dump that again. That's okay. <laughs> okay. That's definitely not sticking around forever. I don't. I mean, I'm. I think it's off night is a good. Especially if we're doing it on a curve, like mm-hmm. modern day nicknames, sure. Like it's it's a good nickname. Mm-hmm. Just not sure if we put it on the right guy. Hmm. What about islands? Go back to islands. I love Is- Ellis Island. Ellis, Ellis Island's Island is elite. Yes, and I went back and read the history of Ellis Island after it. So you have Ellis Island, Great. right? Mitchell Island doesn't roll off the tongue not either. Quite. Uh, not quite. No. I, yeah. You, know, Do you I, really want a nickname if you're not in the rotation, though. Probably, I mean, what it maybe like it can maybe get you more fan it's, it's, favor. Turn into a shtick again. <laughs> you and shticks. <laughs> Me and shticks. Yeah, I. You know, it's not. It's not awesome. Uh, I. People love it though, so I'm not gonna suggest that we take it away. Like, if you love it, go ahead and. I'm just not personally ever gonna call him it. Let That's us know nine one six three three nine one one four zero. Do you like the nickname Off Night? Yeah, I think I don't people know. like it. I definitely think people like it. Should we just do a poll, a simple sure, poll yeah, sure. on yeah. YouTube? Yeah. A lot of polls this week. Yeah, I like that. Do you like the nickname Off Night? Yeah. I think if you say no, though, you have to. Like, you can't just take someone's nickname away and, you know, rip it away like someone's chain or something. It's like, no, you you no longer get. Like, I think you have to you have to give some better suggestion. Well, you, you, don't. Know? you can't just strip the man of his identity and then say, do better. A better suggestion would just be to call him by his name. Yeah. Davion for three. Yeah, Davion. Much, you know. much better chance of going in than off yeah. night for three. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and it is also a one side of the the court kind of nickname. Because, yeah, you don't want to call him Davion off, Davy off night or something like that <laughs> when he's shooting the ball. Oh, there's off night again. Living up and to that other, nickname. You got you, Well, other broadcasters could have a field day. Yeah, exactly. A complete right. field day. You know, waiting. Bob, they yeah. call him off no. night, and now we know why. Now we know why. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that ball couldn't hit the backside of a yeah, barn. No. Yeah, we can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bit out on it, but yeah. you know, it's let's let's not pile on Davion right no, now. I'm he's, not. he's having a little they, no, tough they, stretch. No, ask the question. I'm bringing up the <laughs> oh, question. Oh, there you go again, no, asking I, questions. That's, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis yep, got to be those guys. top three duo. They've right got a now. nickname themselves, which I'm not a fan of. Fox and the Ox. Yeah, we can't keep doing yeah. this. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> whatever you were gonna, whatever the segment was gonna be. Yep. Let's hear what Spencer has to say. Sure. About off night. What's up, Spencer? You're on Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Uh, gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Thanks for asking. Well, you mentioned that, you know, a non-rotational player shouldn't really have a nickname. But one of the greatest nicknames of all time came from a, a 
second or sixth man, seventh man, eighth man, and that was uh, the microwave, Vinny Johnson. Mm, yes. I disagree. I, I think Devion, but I will say this, he doesn't really shut people down. He has, I mean, That's what I'm saying. They just, uh, but, you know, Vinny, the microwave Johnson for Detroit Pistons back in the 70s and 80s, right. 80s mainly. I mean, the guy, you know, he 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 heated up quick. You know, yeah. all right, thanks, yeah, guys. For sure. No, absolutely. No, thanks for the call, Spencer. Kind well, of what know, I'm saying. I said it. I wasn't necessarily saying you can't have a nickname. I was just saying he, it's not about being a bench player. He's not even really getting in anymore. Right? I think he's it, not, he, yeah. And he might get run today because going back to the injury report, Keon Ellis out. If you were watching the game last night, you saw Keon roll his ankle. He was still a dog, though, because. Shortly after that, there was a fast break, and Keon was limping bad. Yeah. <laughs> that ball came in front of him, and he started running normal again. Yeah. So shout-out Keon for kind of powering through that. But Keon, Keon Ellis out, and Kevin Herter questionable. We'll probably see Davion tonight. I would I, I would, would, guess I would so. like to think that we will see Davion tonight, and hopefully he comes in and balls out because he did shut down Kyrie when he came into the game yesterday. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he did. He, he did. did. So. You know, I'm not I'm not coming down anybody's road. Kyrie also fits into the uh, Steph Curry mold, though, of my argument in the playoffs last year of Davion's defense really shines when you have him going against smaller guards. Yeah. But it's just, you know, if you're not going against Jose Alvarado or Chris Paul or Steph Curry or, or Kyrie Irving, a lot of those bigger point guards like mm-hmm. Shea Gilgis-Alexander or, you know, there's a couple other. I mean, Mike Brown clearly didn't feel comfortable putting him on uh, Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. as well as we kind of thought that was going to be a big uh, coming out party for for Davion, and that was his first DNPCD. I, yeah, I mean, it, there's just there's very few guards that I think allow Davion Mitchell's defensive prowess to shine. That's just kind of where I fall on. Yeah, I think he's a oh, fine Darius player. Garland, right, but to, to your point – and really just looking at just looking at the NBA it's less about Davion and more about where the NBA is headed. Yes. They are they, they, these aliens it's getting crazier it's getting and crazier yeah. by the day. How many and we did this we did this not too long ago. Chris Paul isn't even a scorer at this point in his no. career. How many under 62 point guards are there right now or just guards in general are there right now that hey that guy can't beat you? Technically, Steph is six three, but I I will I, I'll up it to six. You can't up it to six three because that yeah. was the Donovan Mitchell game. Right. But six two and below, I just feel like growing up, there felt like there were more. Yeah. Right, and you had guys that didn't necessarily shoot the basketball, but they were sure. sh- smaller guards. Absolutely. It feels like all these guards now are coming up at six four and above. You right. know what I mean? And you got the shades of the world. So it's, it's even De'Aaron. De'Aaron's six four and got a decent wingspan. Exactly. That's. But I feel like 6'4 is probably the limit yeah. for Davion. That's the yes. limit. Yes. In terms of him guarding somebody? Yeah, I yeah. think that's the limit. 6'4 is where you start to wonder, oh, does that get Are you big? Really yeah, affecting, like if you're going to put yeah. – imagine Davion Mitchell guarding De'Aaron Fox. It just It's a little tough to imagine him being able He's to disrupt him. He's got a chance. Him. He's got a good chance. He's got a chance with his physicality, but like staying in front of him and actually affecting his like is is Davion Mitchell affecting De'Aaron's shot at the rim? I at think all? that's the limit. I think kind of. I, I don't. I don't think limit. so. But yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the point. Is that it yeah. is the, like that's the last. That's the last grouping of people right. that you feel comfortable. Yes, with. Yeah. exactly. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we will break down De'Aaron Fox and Domas Sabonis' numbers these last couple games. Got to. 
appearance from Will Z Stats with those stats as well. Sal's and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.